1: Hi everyone, I'm Carol. And I'm David and it's May, so welcome to Masturbation Month. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy and always horny?
2: Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be.
1: We sure are, and you know we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and of course relationships, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because…
2: Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. So, have you
1: been using hardcore porn to guide you on your first sexual encounter? How has that worked out for you? You know, many young men and women today don't realize that porn is strictly entertainment and not a real-world representation of what sex is all about.
2: On today's show, Make Love Not Porn, we're going to talk about how to counteract the myths and misinformation propagated by male-oriented, hardcore porn by showing what real-world sex looks like. And we're so excited to introduce our guest, Cindy Gallup who launched MakeLoveNotPorn.com on a TED Talks in 2009 as an attempt to counterpoint the way in which hardcore porn has become default sex education by encouraging an open, healthy dialogue around how real people have sex.
1: I am so looking forward to this show because when I grew up, I learned everything I know today from porn. But now I mean I learned everything from you. You're the best lover I've ever had. Cindy, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thank you for your time, and we're so glad you could make it today.
3: Thank you so much and I'm thrilled to be here. Yay! We got
2: caught up in a lot of your uh, your videos and your uh, advertising on your website, so let's just get right into it. And when you did your tech talks in 2009, when you launched the makelovenotporn.com, um, how did that idea come about?
3: To be frank, it was a complete and total accident. Um, I date younger men um, and they tend to be men in their 20s. And about... Um, Now, 10 or 11 years ago, I began realizing through dating younger men that I was encountering an issue that would quite honestly never have crossed my mind if I had not encountered it so very intimately and personally. I realized that I was experiencing what happens when two things converge, and I stress the dual convergence because most people think it's only one. I realized that I was experiencing what happens when today's total freedom of access to hardcore porn online meets our society's equally total reluctance to talk openly and honestly about sex. It's the convergence of both of those factors that results in porn becoming by default sex education in not a good way. Um, and so, you know, I found myself encountering a number of sexual behavioral memes in bed. I went, whoa, I know where that behavior is coming from. I said, Gosh, if I'm experiencing this, other people must be as well. I didn't know that because 10 or 11 years ago, nobody was talking about this. No one was writing about it. And being a naturally action-oriented person, I decided that I wanted to do something about it. So nine years ago, I put up this tiny clunky website, um, makelovenotporn.com, that posted the myth- of hardcore porn and balance them with reality. The construct was porn world versus real world. (laughs) I had the opportunity to launch it at TED, as you've said, in 2009. Um, I became the only TED speaker to have said the words, come on my face <laughs> on the TED stage six times. It. The talk went viral as a result, and it drove this extraordinary global response to my tiny clunky website that I had never anticipated. I realized I'd uncovered a huge global social issue, and I felt an enormous personal responsibility to then take Make Love Not Porn forwards in a way that would make it much more far-reaching, helpful, and effective. And that's really how the whole journey began. Wow.
2: And so to this day, uh, when you launched it and you got all that big response and now you're going forward with it. And I think you talked about that your tagline on your website is like pro-sex, pro-porn and pro-knowing the difference.
3: Um, when this extraordinary global response happened, and as I say, I felt a personal responsibility to take men up not, not porn forwards in a way that would make it much more far-reaching, Um, What I decided to do was, I always um, stress that Make Love Not Porn is not anti-porn because the issue isn't porn. The issue is that we don't talk about sex in the real world. If we did, amongst many other benefits, people would then be able to bring a real world mindset To the viewing of what is simply manufactured performative entertainment. So our tagline at Make Love Not Porn is pro sex, pro porn, pro knowing the difference. And our mission is one thing only, which is to help make it easier for everybody in the world to talk about sex. Talk about sex openly and honestly in the public domain. And by that, I mean parents to children, teachers to schools, everyone to everyone. And even more importantly, talk about sex openly and honestly, privately in your intimate relationships. And the reason that's so crucial is because we don't talk about sex. It's an area of huge insecurity for every single one of us. We all get vulnerable when we get naked. Sexual egos are very fragile. People therefore find it far difficult to talk about sex to the people they're actually having it with while they're actually having it, because you are terrified in that situation that if you say anything at all about what's happening, if you comment on the action anyway at all, you will potentially hurt the other person's feelings, you will put them off you, you will derail the encounter, you will potentially derail the entire relationship. But at the same time, you want to please your partner. You want to make them happy. Everybody wants to be good in bed. No one knows exactly what that means. You will seize your cues on how to do that from any way you can. And if the only cues you've ever seen are in porn, because your parents didn't talk to you about sex, your school didn't teach, you, your friends aren't honest, those are the cues you're going to take to not very good effect. So um, what I decided to do was really take all of that thinking and turn it into what I believe is the future of business, which is doing good and making money simultaneously. I saw the opportunity for a big business solution to this huge untapped global social need. And I use the word big advisedly because even then, back in 2009 at concept stage, I knew that if I wanted to counter the global impact of porn as default sex ed, I was going to have to come up with something that at least had the potential one day to be just as mass, just as mainstream, and just as all-pervasive in our society and culture as porn currently is. And so, you know, given this mission of Talk About It, I decided to take every dynamic in social media and apply them to this one area that no other social network or platform is ever going to go in order to socialize sex. And to make real-world sex and talking about it socially acceptable and therefore ultimately just as socially shareable as anything else we share on Facebook, Tumblr, Twitter, Instagram. So five years ago, I launched the first stage of this vision, which is makelovenotporn.tv, which is an entirely user-generated, crowdsourced video-sharing platform that celebrates real-world sex. So anyone from anywhere in the world can submit to us videos of themselves having real world sex, but we are very clear what we mean by this. We are not porn. We are not amateur. We're building a whole new category on the internet that has never previously existed, social sex. So our competition isn't porn, it's Facebook and YouTube, or rather it would be if Facebook and YouTube allowed social sexual self expression and self identification, which they don't. So social sex videos on make love not porn are not about performing for the camera they're just about doing what you do on every other social platform capturing what goes on in the real world as it happens spontaneously in all its funny messy glorious, silly, beautiful, ridiculous, wonderful humanness. We curate to make sure of that. Our curators watch every single video submitted from beginning to end. We do not publish them unless they're real. And we have a revenue-sharing business model. So Our members pay to rent and stream social sex videos. And then half of that income goes to our contributors, or as we call them, our make-love-not-porn stars. (laughs) Because we would like our make-love-not-porn stars one day. We'd love them to be as famous as YouTube stars, for the same reasons, authenticity, realness, individuality, and we would love them to make just as much money. We want to hit the kind of critical mass where one day your social sex video gets a million rentals at $5 per rental, and we give you half their income. We are the answer to that. Wow. And so you're
2: not talking really about a social platform. It's still a video platform. I haven't been on the site. I think it's a subscription-based. So it's not really a social platform like uh, Facebook would be, but it's a, it's a video viewing platform. Is that correct? Well, um, well,
3: um, not, not exactly, no. Um, so, so first of all, um, the important thing for um, your listeners to understand is the one thing that I did not realize when I embarked on this venture was was that I would fight an enormous battle every single day to build it. Essentially because every piece of business infrastructure, any other startup can just take for granted, we can't because the small print always says, no adult content.
1: And, we live and in this that is world. all
3: the basic, I'm sorry?
1: We live sorry. in that world also.
3: Yeah, yeah, no, 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 exactly. I mean, you guys know better than anybody, you know. But but, but it's astounding, by the way, how much people outside the sphere don't realise that this impacts every single area of the business. So I can't get funded. Mm-hmm. I can't get banked. It took me four years to find one bank here in America that would allow me to open a business bank account to make love, not porn. Um, Our biggest operational challenge is payment processing. PayPal won't work with adult content. Mm -hmm. As you know, mainstream credit card processors won't. Every single tech service that I want to use, be it hosting, encoding, encrypting, the terms of service always say no adult content. We've had to build our entire video streaming, video sharing platform from scratch ourselves as proprietary technology because existing streaming services, off-the-shelf components will not stream adult content. Uh, So the reason I'm sharing this is because um, makelovenotporn.tv, as you see it currently, is only 30% built. Um, We have not been able to build a whole host of the social sharing features that we have planned. Um, you know, um um ultimately, um our vision is that you'll be able to notify your friends that you've joined Make Love Not porn. You'll be able to you know follow Make Love Not porn stars, be notified every time they post um, a new video, be able to interact with them. but we have not been able to build um the social components um, of, of our site as yet. Nevertheless, what is wonderful is that, our membership feel very much part of a community, which is absolutely what, you know, our platform is. And, you know, um, because we're social sex, you know, couples watch our videos together, you know, people give them to each other. So even with, you know, the, the inhibiting factor of having to fight on every single business front, including to battle for funding, um, nevertheless, we have seen amazing traction every day and how much the world welcomes what we're doing.
2: Absolutely. It's it's a very much of a need in our society today, like you said, to open up that dialogue and talk about real-world sex because that's what we live. We're human beings and we're sexual beings and we need to talk about what we do as much as what we're eating today and where we're going and what we're learning and how we make a living. It's just as important to our whole lives, our entire well-being.
3: Absolutely. And in fact, you know, the interesting thing, guys, is that... Um so um, I um, very often have people saying to me, "So Cindy, you know, um, how can we support you? You know, if I were an investor, I'd give you a ton of money, but I, but I don't have any. You know, I've rented videos. What more can we do to support make love not porn's mission? And and what I say to them is, there is one very easy thing that I would love you to do that will absolutely support our mission. There's one micro action that you can take every single day, and it's simply talk about sex. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, I explain that I don't mean talk about sex. I mean, you know, as you go about your day-to-day life, whenever you're having a conversation where if we were not so messed up about it, <laughs> it would be completely natural to talk about sex, take that opportunity to talk about it. So, so I'll give you um, an example that I I do myself all the time. You know how on Facebook, you know, um, you'll see from your friends you know somebody's birthday. You know we we'll post a photograph of a lovely birthday celebration, a party, a dinner, or maybe they're on vacation, and you know your friends are posting wildly jealousy-inducing pictures of amazing tropical beaches and resorts, and everyone's commenting. And so I will comment on the post about the birthday celebration: Happy birthday! I hope you had great birthday sex. Yeah, yeah. And on the photo of the August you know, probable I, I will say something like, what a fabulous speech. I hope you had fantastic sex on it. Because they are. Yeah, <laughs> You know course. that's what we are doing. Yeah. And so what I'm doing when I comment is I'm normalizing that. And, and I'm doing it in a way that is visible to other people in a social environment. And, you know, when you just very naturally normally acknowledge that, you know, my friends will reply and go, Oh, thank you, Cindy. Yes, we did. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, 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 and so that, that's what I mean by every day in small ways. We can all socialize and normalize all of this. We can You know, at Not Porn, we call ourselves the social sex revolution. And I explained that the revolutionary part is not the sex. It's the social.
1: Right. Absolutely. absolutely. And, you know, Cindy, you're so right because, you know, we talk about sex all the time. And the majority of couples out there, they talk about let's have sex. Let's go fuck. They don't talk about what they like, what they want to do, that they had it on the beach. And, you know, it's so important. I love your, your concept about everybody taking the time every day to talk about sex. And, and not about having sex, but about sex, which, which is did. very different, or what they did and what they liked.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
3: Exactly. And, you know, guys, I mean, I said to you earlier that Make Love Not Porn is a complete and total accident, What is no accident is my background is over 30 years working in advertising in the business of communication. I know, therefore, that everything great in life and business is born out of great communication, and sex is no different. Great sex is born out of great communication. And the really interesting thing about what we're doing with social sex and Make Love Not Porn is that our contributors, our Make Love Not Porn stars, tell us, that socially sharing their real-world sex is as transformative for them and their relationships and their ability to, to communicate around them as socially sharing everything else has been for the world at large. So we are all-inclusive, you know, LGBT everything. We have many solo Make Love Not Porn stars, um, men and women who um, have filmed themselves masturbating, um, actually usually for the first time ever, you know, they came across us and went, I really want to do this because I want a world where all of this is more healthy and open. And, and, and they've shared that on our site. And they tell us that doing that made them love themselves more. Absolutely. It enhanced their sexual sense of self, their sexual self-esteem. And to your point, um, couples tell us that sharing their real-world sex and make love not porn transformed their relationship. Because when you decide to film yourselves having sex, you have to talk about it. And when you talk about it, it doesn't matter how long you've been together. The conversation goes places it's never, ever gone before. For sure. It's and so real. Right to us and say, you know, we thought we were open. This just took our relationship to a whole new level, which is <laughs> wonderful.
1: Yeah, and we <laughs> talk about pushing those boundaries, and you have to push those boundaries and fulfill those fantasies to keep that relationship exciting and, and fun.
3: Yeah, and, 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 you know, it's interesting, too, because... You know, while we, as I say, you know, fight this um, tremendous battle against business prejudice, you know, the, the very fact that Make Love Not Porn TV is still here after five years in a world where ninety-five percent of all startups fail says something about the traction we have and the welcome we've received. But also, the interesting thing now about the fact that we have been going for five years is that some of our Make Love Not Porn stars have been, you know, sharing their social sex. Um, they've been with us since the beginning, you know, so, so they've been contributing videos for five years. First of all, you know, we and our members are able to, to to follow the sexual narrative arc of their relationship, which is wonderful. And we've seen them through babies, moves, changes of hairstyle or whatever. <laughs> oh, cool. yeah. but also, uh, what that's enabled us to observe is that interestingly, you know, as, as they share um, their social sex videos more and more, Um, We observe that Inspiring them To push their own boundaries You know Our curators observe Over time That the more um, Couples and individuals Feel relaxed About sharing Their own world sex the more that they begin experimenting, you know, with sex toys, with role play. And and, and so, you know, all of this is, is part of actually making, you know, um, every one of our Make Love Look Porn stars more at ease with their sexuality, more able to express it more freely, more able to connect with each other in different ways. It, it's a wonderful thing to watch.
1: It absolutely is. All right, Cindy, we're going to ask you to hang on for a second. We're going to remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. And today we're talking with the amazing Cindy Gallup from makelovenotporn.com and TV. So stay tuned and we'll be right back after we hear a word from our sponsor that throws the passion waterproof pleasure blanket
0: Listening to the sexy lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolandavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show.
1: This is The Sexy Lifestyle, we are Carol and David, and today we're talking with Cindy Gallup, founder of MakeLoveNotPorn.com and .tv, who started a social sex revolution to help start healthy conversation about real world sex.
2: I'd like to just pick up the conversation that we had before the break and I'd like to ask you to explain to us for the last 5 years what your dot tv platform has been doing and and how you can promote it and get more people on there. So it's a uh, subscription based, tell us how it works.
3: Um, Actually, um, do you know, it's not subscription-based yet, but the wonderful thing is that we are now, um, we did recently raise some funding, and we are now able to build subscriptions. Uh, so at the moment, um, our rental model works per video, but, but later on this year, we'll be bringing in a subscription model um, that will enable our members to get the best possible value from renting videos.
2: Very cool. And so how many members do you have at this point?
3: So um, we have over 500,000 members globally um, and um, that uh, our growth has been entirely organic um, because we've had no funding to do any form of paid for marketing or promotion. Um, Our growth is driven by two things, media coverage and search. The one benefit of being a controversial venture is that we get ongoing media coverage all around the world without doing any um, media or PR outreach. And so our membership in that sense is drawn from countries all around the world. Um, We have approximately, um, I believe now, 250 Make Love Not Porn stars who have contributed over the years, um, over 2500 videos, you know, the wonderful thing is that even without being able to do any form of paid for marketing, more and more members join us and more and more make love not not porn stars contribute um, videos every week, which is great.
2: And the videos are more than 10 minutes. Are they some of them an hour? Oh, um, so a real world sex
3: is anything and everything. We place no um, length stipulations on um, the videos at all. And so they range from um, anything from a few minutes, and we have some very hot, you know, three or four minute videos, all the way through to an hour and a half. I mean, basically, sometimes you know, real world sex takes four minutes, and sometimes it takes an yeah, hour and a half. And, absolutely, And That's what starting point. Yeah. So, and, and actually, um, you know, to, um, just just to explain for your listeners in a little more detail, um, what what is different about social sex? So, porn is masturbation material, you know, fundamentally. We are not just that. We are that too, extremely happy to be that. But we are many more things beyond that. So, for example, social sex is enormously reassuring because we celebrate real-world everything. Real-world bodies, real-world hair, real-world penis size, real-world breast size. It is glorious to see people who look like you and me having an absolutely amazing time in bed, desiring each other, being turned on by each other. Our mantra is everybody is beautiful when they're having real-world sex, and they really are. Then we're also reassuring because we celebrate real-world awkwardness, hmm. real-world messiness, real-world accidents. Because if you it's only real. Learn, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you only learn about sex from porn, that teaches you that sex is a performance. Nothing must go wrong. Oh, my God, it did. How excruciating embarrassing. Whereas we go, if you can't laugh at yourselves in bed, when can you? Oh, my God. <laughs> so, Welcome to our world. Mean, <laughs> exactly. And so in our videos, you know, real world things happen like, you know, one couple is making love and their cat jumps up on the bed <laughs> and it walks around, you know, looks at them, paws at them, sits down the pillow and watches them. Um, with another video, um, a couple are having sex and her mother calls and for some reason she answers the phone yeah and so everything stops you know chat 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 with her mother her husband leaves the room then she puts her phone down okay come back you know mm-hmm. and then again because that's what happens in real life <laughs> then, then we also celebrate real world emotion um real world love intimacy feelings our members write to us and i'll make love not porn stars and they say things like um, one man wrote and said the sex in that video was incidental. I want what you guys have. Mm-hmm. I saw the way you looked, other. I saw the way your eyes met. I really hope one day I can meet somebody I'll have that with. We get wonderfully moving emails. We get emails that go, oh, my God, you saved our marriage. You know, to, um, you know to, um, that they will say we hadn't had sex in years. And then we watched your videos. And because of social sex, you know, it's fine for the husband to say to the wife, the wife to say to the husband, oh, I came across, you know, the site in the magazine, why don't we check it out? And then they write and go, come on. <laughs> yeah. In fact, what we, even have, we have we have a make love, not porn baby. So um, <laughs> in our first year, this couple wrote to us, and they said, we've just come back from the doctor. We've been trying for a kid for a very long time. The scan has just Proved what we suspected. Our child was conceived the night we watched this particular video on the news, and they went. We're not going to say we couldn't have done it without you, but you really helped. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool.
1: And you know, Cindy, we have been following you probably for a better part of a year, year and a half now. We absolutely love your brand, love your message, love what you do because you're about education. Yes, you know, you have people making. Um, videos about how they live their lives which is how everybody should live their lives they should embrace and and celebrate their sexual experiences we have a new project that's starting up and you know we have a quarter of a million followers on social media we have 300,000 listeners hello everybody out there who (laughs) listen to our show but because our show has been so successful we've now decided to start up the sexy lifestyle talk radio network and we're gonna have 50 to 60 other hosts on our new network that are all going to be talking about the things that you you preach that you talk about which is sex education communication anything about sex sexuality relationships travel you name it is gonna be on our channel and we um, uh, would love to have you um, promote your stuff to have you on our new uh, sexy lifestyle.com website which will have its own great sex Academy it's gonna have business pages and we're gonna be there to help you promote your brand because we'd love what you do
3: Thank you so much. That sounds fantastic.
2: For sure. And I know one of your goals really is to re-educate, rehabilitate and to reorientate those young people who've been skewed by the perception of sex by watching hardcore porn. So, I mean, I know that's your goal in what you're doing. And so sex education is certainly very, very important for you. So what would you say to parents today who have teenage kids, let's say between 13 and 18, that are not learning at school? What, do you, what would you tell those parents what they should do to help them learn? What is real sex? They can't really be watching porn today.
1: Real world sex. Real world
2: sex, exactly.
3: So, so obviously, you know, parents and teachers write to us all the time. Um, and now, I, I want to be very clear ab- about something I, I say a lot, which is that the issue isn't porn. The issue is that we don't talk about sex in the real world. You know, many things are laid at porn's door that should be laid at societies mm-hmm. So what I say to parents is, all of this has to start in the home. And you cannot begin talking about sex. For a child too early. And when I say that, I don't mean literally talk about sex children. And what I mean is um, the very first time a child asks where babies come from, touches their genitals, it's not even um, so much what you say as how you say it that's important. Never ever get visibly flustered, never get embarrassed never get angry, never shut them up, never slap them down. Instead, just answer them calmly, straightforwardly, honestly, and open up a channel of communication that will always be there for them as they grow older. And then the other thing I say to parents now is that you know, sadly, because we now live in a world where the average age of a child is first exposed to porn online is eight years old. Wow. And in fact, a global study done by the internet security firm Bitdefender four years ago indicated then that the age had dropped to six. Wow. And, and, and this is actually not because eight year olds, six year olds go looking for porn, they don't. It's Pop's a up. function of digital world we live in today, they stumble across it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, to, um, I say to parents today, when you talk to your child about sex, you must also talk to your child about porn. And again, you cannot begin doing that too early. And it's a lot easier to do this than most parents think because all you have to say is some version of this, and, and you dial it up or down depending on the age of the, of the child. When you talk to your child about sex, but then you go, oh and darling, you know, we're talking about sex. Um, You know how together, you know, we watch movies, videos, TV, cartoons um, that show things that aren't real. Well, there are also movies and videos about sex, and they show things that aren't real either. And because of that, they can be quite confusing. And So we'd rather you did not watch those till you're older. But, you know, if you ever come across something like that or somebody shows you something, do come and talk to us about it, because then we can explain it. And then that's all you have to say. You can leave it at that because you have then done two very important things. The first is that you have set up in your child's mind that when they see something of this nature, it's not real. And the second thing you've done is say to them, come and talk to us about it because you're going to want them to do that. Because what is going to happen, no matter how much you want to prevent it, is that, you know, somebody is going to show your child something on a cell phone in the playground when they go round to the neighbor's house. Or, you know, and this is by far the most common instance, you know, they might Google something completely innocent, um, you know, and maybe they learn the a new naughty word and they Google it, penis, see? Yeah. and then one or two clicks away is something they never expect to find. And, you know, given the nature of a lot of this material, it can be extremely traumatizing. And so it's very important that you very simply set up in your child's mind, A, that's not real, and B, please come and talk to us about it. And then that's all you need
1: to do.
2: No, that's very, very
1: good advice. But I just wanted to get back to that, you know, parents talking to their kids about sex for a second. And how important do you feel it is um, as children get older, 17, 18, 19, 20, to have those really tough discussions about what is good sex? And yes, they saw something on porn, but, you know, how to treat their partner better and a safe sex. Um, I feel out there parents are still very, very super conservative about having those really tough discussions with their kids.
3: Um, no, this is critically important. And again, you know, what you're talking about lies at the absolute heart of Make Love Not Porn's mission. Because, you know, when what, what I say to people that our single-minded mission is to make it easier for everybody in the world to talk openly and honestly about sex, because we do not currently do that, People fail to comprehend how massively, profoundly, fundamentally beneficial that would be. Here's what I mean mean by that. I designed to make love not porn around my own personal beliefs and philosophies, one of which is that everything in life and in business starts with you and your values. So I regularly ask people this question, what are your sexual values? Hmm. And nobody can ever answer me because we're not taught to think that way. Right? Many of us, if we're lucky, are born into families where our parents bring us up to have good manners, a work ethic, a sense of responsibility, accountability. Nobody ever brings us up to behave well in bed. But they should because they're empathy, sensitivity, generosity, kindness, honesty, are as important as they are in every other area of our lives and our work where we are actively taught to exercise those values. So here's what will happen when Nate Love Not Porn achieves its social mission along with everybody else, like the wonderful work you guys are doing to to help change this. Parents will bring their children up openly to have good sexual values and good sexual behavior in the same way they currently bring them up to have good values and good behavior in every, every other area of life. And by the way, this is this is how I encourage parents to think about this conversation. Bring your children up openly to operate and behave around sex the way you are bringing them up openly to operate and behave around everything else. Because when you do that, we cease to bring up rapists Mm
5: -hmm. because the
3: only way we end rape culture is by inculcating in society a universally openly discussed, promoted, understood, operated, and very importantly, aspired to gold standard of what constitute good sexual values and good sexual behavior. When we do that, we also end Me Too. We end sexual harassment, sexual abuse, sexual violence, all areas where the perpetrators currently rely on the fact that we do not talk about sex to ensure their victims will never speak up, never go to authorities, never tell anybody. When we end all of that, we obviously massively empower women and girls worldwide. When we do that, we create a far happier world for everybody, including men. And when we do that, we are one step closer to world peace. I occasionally say lightheartedly that Make Love Not Porn is my attempt to bring about world peace. I'm not really joking.
1: <laughs> no, you're right. I got goosebumps just listening to you talk. Wow. <laughs> so, Cindy, I'm going to ask you to hang on for a second. We're going to continue mm. this discussion right after a short sure. break. We're going to remind everybody this is a sexy lifestyle. We are Carolyn and David.
2: This portion of the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David is sponsored by Naughty in New Orleans, July 25 to 30, 2018. Naughty in New Orleans is the largest lifestyle convention for couples in the world. With over a thousand couples, this event is not only a full takeover of one of French Quarter's biggest hotels, it takes over Bourbon Street as well.
1: It does. And you know what? Last year we were crowned the Queen and King of Naughty, and we're going to be leading the parade down Bourbon Street. So come join us for a five-day, four-night hotel takeover alternative lifestyle convention. It's a gathering of open-minded couples who are all interested in exploring their sexuality while visiting New Orleans, which is definitely one of the sexiest cities in America.
2: check out our website for all the details, the sexylifestyle.com travel and events page. are
0: Listening to The Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at Carolandavid.com. And we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show.
1: This is the Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and today we're talking with the amazing Cindy Gallup from Make Love Not Porn.com and TV. And now uh, we're going to continue our discussion, get into some myths about porn and sex. Each show,
2: we invite our sex expert guests to bust a few sexy fun myths to help us filter through some of that misinformation that we find out there on the internet, especially when it comes to the topic of sex and sexuality.
1: So, Cindy, I, I just have a question. I want to go back to what we were just talking about, and you mentioned um, girls and women. Uh, you always talk about the importance of female role models. Can we just get into that a little bit and talk about how important it is for women to feel good about themselves and to take control of their sex lives?
3: Absolutely. I mean, you know, um, um, th- th- this is why it is tremendously important to be able to bring the female lens to bear on every aspect of popular culture, including porn. So I regularly get um, called up by journalists who are writing about porn, and they will ask me something like, "So, Cindy, do you feel that porn objectifies women? (laughs) And I will say in response that, well, you know, I think that any industry that is dominated by men at the top inevitably produces content and output that is objectifying, objectionable and offensive to women. And then I will point them to the commercial advertising breaks in the Super Bowl. (laughs) Because my industry, advertising, 97% of all advertising agency credit directors are men, only 3% are women, despite the fact that women are the primary purchasers of everything and the primary infants of the purchase. And so we are paid back to ourselves in advertising all the time through the male gaze. And I can tell you that the day we have a porn industry that is 50-50 led, managed, influenced and driven from the top by women just as much as by men that therefore targets 50% of its output equally at women just as much as at men as opposed to the currently mistakenly thinking that men are the only audience and that therefore very importantly makes 50% of its money out of women just as much as out of men is the day that we see a porn industry and porn that looks completely different, more innovative, more creative, more disruptive, way more lucrative, a better, healthier industry overall And the same is true of every other industry. Hollywood, movies, television, my own industry, advertising, every industry. And so, you know, um, the difficulty is that as long as we continue to have, you know, a male lens brought to bear on every aspect of popular culture, we have a lot of patriarchal social conditioning going on that is preventing women from, you know, really being themselves and understanding what the female lens can bring to bear. And so, you know, um, one of the reasons I'm very public about um, the way I live my life, um, I'm very public about the fact that I've never wanted married, I've never wanted children, um, I date younger men. You know, I'm talking about all this not because I'm saying i else not should do what I do, but because we don't have enough role models in our society for both women and for men that demonstrate you can live your life very differently to the way society expects you to, and still be quite extraordinarily happy. And you know, I'm I'm continually you know sharing with people the fact that the single best moment in my life, and this wasn't actually a moment; it was kind of a gradual realization. But it was the moment when I realized that I no longer give a damn what anybody thinks. Mm. And that is the only way to live your life, because that is the only way then to choose to do what will really make you happy versus what all around you, you know, people have been societally and socially conditioned to believe they should be doing because of fear of what other people will think. Amazing. It's extremely important to emphasize that every single thing you see in porn Somebody somewhere absolutely loves doing, in fact, millions of summaries. The issue is not the acts. The issue is context, communication and consent. So you know I found it very entertaining that, you know when I launched makelovenot porn dot com back in two thousand and nine, porn world versus real world, you know, um, myth versus reality, one um, site said was things like porn world. All men love coming on women's faces. All women love having the faces come on. Real world, some men like this, some don't. Some women love it, others don't. Um, The key thing is to just make sure you both enjoy it before you spring on somebody. So um, because of that and because, um, you know, as I mentioned earlier, um, I actually said come on my face on the TED stage, I regularly have people say to me, say, Cindy, You don't like having men come on your face. And my response is, it all depends who's doing the coming. What we don't want to do with one partner, we often cannot get enough of with another. It's all about the nature of the relationship, the chemistry, the context. And so, you know, I think, it, I think it's very important to stress that when we worry about the fact that in the lack of open, honest discussion around sex, people are learning things from porn. It really is not about the acts. It's about communicating, finding out what turns each other on, doing those things, doing the things that do turn your partner on, you know, not doing the things that don't. The single biggest turn-on in the world is to be in bed with somebody and know they're having an absolutely amazing time because of you. I tend to quote the um, 18th century English poet, William Blake, who wrote a very short um, poem. It was heteronormative because those were the times, but this applies to anybody and everybody. William Blake wrote, What is it that men in women do require? The lineaments, the expressions of gratified desire. What is it that women and men do require? The lineaments of gratified desire. And that is as much the case today as, as it's ever been. And, you know, the the tragedy is that there's a lot of bad sex happening out there because people aren't communicating, aren't talking frankly and openly to each other and are not therefore getting to experience the extraordinary chemistry and amazingness that happens when you are both completely open and honest with each other about what you absolutely love doing and you have a wonderful time because of that. And again, you know, with our very simple little mission of making it easier to talk about sex, that's absolutely what Make Love Look Porn the social sex revolution is designed to do.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we're swingers. And so in the swinging lifestyle, the first thing we do is we ask who we're swinging with, what they like and what they don't like. And of course, whether they want to play. And we ask all these questions out front. And so we're so used to talking about sex and asking first, so that for us, that just has become our normal way of, of having a sexual experience. So we're just so used to it, that uh, it just makes life so much easier and much more pleasurable if people can just do that every chance, every chance they get.
1: And just like you said, Cindy, some people like something with some people and not with others. And when we swing with couples, sometimes you know uh, they like to soft swap and other couples like to full swap, other ones like full orgies, other ones want to play separate rooms. But if you don't ask and you end up in a situation and do the wrong thing with the wrong people, like you said earlier, you don't have fun.
2: Absolutely. And that's what it's all about, because if we can't have fun having sex, then what's life is not even worth it? Exactly.
1: <laughs> all right. We're going to take another short break. We're going to remind everybody this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carolyn and David, and today we're talking with Cindy Gallup from MakeLoveNotPorn.com and .tv. And coming up next is our favorite segment, which is Great Sex Matters. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: This segment is sponsored by Luxury Lifestyle Vacations and their Alaska Splendor Sexy Cruise, June 17-24, to 2018. If you're looking for an upscale lifestyle event, join us on this sexy cruise aboard the Crystal Symphony Luxury Cruise Ship. Departing from Vancouver, B.C., cruising deep into the Alaskan interior, check out our website for all the details, the sexylifestyle.com travel and events page, or contact us for more information at ask at Carolandavid.com.
0: Are listening to the sexy lifestyle with Carol and David. Got a burning question or comment about today's show? Send an email to ask at carolandavid.com and we just might be answering your question next. Now back to this week's show.
1: This is The Sexy Lifestyle, we are Carol and David, and today we're talking with Cindy Gallup from MakeLoveNotPorn.com and .tv. And now for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because...
2: Great sex matters and we all deserve it. So in your documentary, uh, Cindy, you talk about how the best sex is sex with yourself. And since it's Masturbation Month, let's get into the benefits of hot and wet details of Masturbation. So we know that um it's so important to love ourselves and love our body. So how much of the real world sex do you see depict solo play?
3: Oh, oh, quite a bit. I mean, I would say probably about 25% of all our videos are solo.
2: And your your members who watch these videos, they're couples and singles, male and female, the whole gamut, right? Um yep, anybody and everybody. And you do definitely promote good body uh, image, and you talk about body positivity. And so, how do you think that hardcore porn affects people's body image when they when they, when they watch it in general?
3: You know, um, again, again, I would say that the issue really isn't porn, um, which is performative, manufactured entertainment. The issue is that we're not talking about all of this um, in the real world because. You know what is what is ironic about the way that um, aspirational body types dominate popular culture is that you know if you look around you on the streets you know here where I live in Manhattan or wherever wherever you live you will see plenty of couples walking down the street hand in hand or behaving romantically. Who are nobody's idea of aspirational body types and who clearly just can't get enough of each other. And um, something, by the way, that we obviously celebrate with real realm of sex that make love not porn. And so, um, the fact of the matter is that nobody has to be an aspirational body type to attract other people. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm constantly making this point, especially to women. You know, I'm going, you know, trust me, by the time you've got your clothes off, You know, he's so grateful to be there. He just thinks it's the best thing he's ever seen. You know, and and, and so, you know, I, um, you know, it's as much about surfacing, you know, different ways of celebrating what really goes on in real life, which is that people love each other no matter what they look like and no matter what shape they are, as much as also, obviously, you know, um, I very much want to see that celebration in popular culture. But, you know, for, um, for the time being, we celebrated that at Make Love Not Porn. And, you know, I would just um, urge everyone to, to bear in mind that what you see on the screen in any context, movies, television, advertising, is absolutely not what people respond to in real life. And, you know, the more, the more lenses that we bring to bear, you know, via social media or wherever, on the fact that, you know, humanity in all its glorious spectrum is what we all love... Um, then, then the happier we'll, we'll all be you know, um, knowing that and celebrating it and feeling it.
1: And you just brought up a good point about, you know, people watch a lot of stuff out there and a lot of it is just for entertainment and we know and we do it as well, we watch hardcore porn to spice up our sex life. How does watching that hardcore porn together or apart do you think help and en- enhance relationships knowing that it's just entertainment?
3: Well, oh, I mean I think that um watching porn together is a terrific way to spark conversations about sex and sexuality, to get turned on together. It just depends on um both um what the porn is that you are watching together and the couple's individual attitudes towards it. With regard to, um, I'll speak to the latter point first and then the former point. With regard to the latter point, um, I say that because, you know, for nine years, ever since I launched Make Love Not Porn, people have been writing to me and pouring their hearts out. And half the problem is the shame, the guilt and the embarrassment that people feel both around anything to do with sex and about watching porn. You know, and, and and so, you know, one of the things I'm constantly championing is just normalizing the fact that, of course, you know, we all enormously enjoy watching porn. I remember actually a journalist um, interviewing me a couple of years back, um, a man who began the interview by saying to me very earnestly, very seriously, so Cindy, why do you think it is? that we enjoy watching people having sex. And I just burst out <laughs> laughing. I had complete hysterics. I went, for God's sake, we're all sexual beings. Of course we enjoy watching people having sex. Um, so, uh, so I would say that an inhibiting factor to enjoying watching porn together is when you know either half of the couple just feels really bad about it, which is an enormous shame. Um, and then you know the, um, the, the other issue is um, the nature of the porn you're watching because, you know, there is so much porn um, through the male lens that is the first porn you encounter. Porn lacks curation and navigation, or rather it lacks socially acceptable curation and navigation because there are sites that curate porn, but they're porn sites. There is no yelp of porn. And there's no yelp of porn because right now it's really okay to come into the office on a Monday morning, stand by the water cooler and go, I'm really bored of the restaurants I'm eating at. Who knows a new restaurant? It is not okay to come in, stand by the watercolon and go, I'm already bored with all the porn I've been watching. (laughs) Who knows how many porn? And that's a problem because the landscape of porn needs navigation and curation, especially for young people. And so I have all these wonderful female friends who are making amazing porn and they are missing out on the traffic, the numbers and the income they deserve because nobody can find them. We agree. And so... You know, to, um, to, um, uh, um, again, you know, going back back to the point of couples watching porn together, it's all about, you know, how how do you find that the spectrum and the range of porn that, that would allow you both to bring, you know, to the shared viewing, uh, porn through different lens that can really expand your understanding of how you explore your sexuality together. And so, you know, I think in principle it's a wonderful thing to do. And in practice... People may struggle both because of the guilt they feel, and and because of the poor they are able to find their way to, versus you know the, the poor that they might enormously enjoy watching if only they were aware that it existed. And obviously, you know we're all working to you know create much more openness around all of this. So that one day, you know, the Yelp of porn exists. And by the way, the Yelp of porn is a billion-dollar business idea. Uh, I, 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 would I agree with, that. with you. I yes. not for yes. my own billion-dollar
2: business idea. <laughs> yes. I hope
3: it does.
1: <laughs> all right, Cindy. With that, we're going to thank you so much for sharing all your information, stories, and um, the amazing insight you have into uh, the porn industry and the social sex industry. Um, why don't you tell everybody out there how they can reach out to you, how they can find you, social media, websites?
3: sure so um, so you can find us um, obviously you know at the urls make love not and make love not our youtube channel is make love not porn tv um, our Twitter handle is Make Love Not Porn. We are Make Love Not Porn on Facebook as well. I'm at Cindy Gallup um, on Twitter and Cindy Gallup on Facebook and Cindy Gallup on LinkedIn. If there are any investors um, listening to this, then do you know hit me up at uh, Cindy at MakeLoveNotPorn com. We would love all your listeners to consider joining Make Love Not Porn, renting videos, and also very importantly, we would love them to consider becoming Make Love Not Porn stars. So consider sharing your real world sex on Make Love Not Porn and see how that can bring tremendously beneficial changes to both the way you feel about your own sexuality and, and your relationship.
1: That's amazing, Cindy. Thanks so much. Just hang on. So we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic expert guests like we did today with Cindy. And we hope you do, too. So remember, great sex matters.
2: And you deserve it. And we encourage every couple to make a point of learning more about sex and sexuality and all the different ways to spice up your sex life. To find out more, you can go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com on the radio show guest page and see all our amazing sex expert guests. Click on their link and contact them if you need more advice.
1: Well, that's it for our show today. Cindy, thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. And let's thank everybody out there for listening as well.
2: And remember to sign up on SDC.com if you're looking for an open-minded online community to meet other sexy people or to find out where the events are happening near you. Use promo code 30314 for the first month free. Check it out.
1: Boy, we have some great events and trips coming up. Like we mentioned, we're going to be sailing on the Crystal Symphony cruise ship up to Alaska with luxury lifestyle vacations for their Alaska Splendor Lifestyle Cruise, June 17th to 24th. That's coming up real soon.
2: And in July, we'll be with SDC at Cap D'Ag, the naked city in France, from July 2 till 10. Join us there for an amazing lifestyle experience.
1: And then as the reigning queen and king, we're going to be getting Naughty and Naughty in New Orleans from July 25th to 30th.
2: And finally, we'll be joining the SDC Cuban Cruise December 4th. For more information about these trips or anything else, visit our website at thesexylifestyle.com or send us an email at ask at
1: Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, where we get to talk to author and pornographer Dave Pounder about life as a porn star and a single man in the swinging lifestyle.
2: We are Carol and David reminding you to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny.
1: Stay sexy, everybody. Until next time.
0: Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.